0: for the new year. It is Proverbs 1530. It says, light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart and good news gives health to the bones, which is just such a great verse for our new year. I'm super pumped about it. Um, Just this idea that we have this beautiful message and that God has made us messengers of this message. Um, And so I'm super pumped to get to introduce you Ellie Holcomb. She is our guest all month long. We are going to be talking about who she is is. And the fact that she is very much a messenger of this message of light that we have. Um, she is a singer. She's a songwriter. Um, she has a wonderful voice. She has a new book coming out. So many fun things. Um, and we're going to get to all of them. But first, I just want to say welcome, Ellie.
1: I'm so glad you're here. I am so happy to be here. Happy New Year to everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh new year, God. new verse, new
0: month, all the things. Yeah. It's just good. So at Dwell, every month we memorize a new verse, and this is our verse for the for January. Um, and I just think it's such a good way to jump into the new year together. Um, but Ellie, we want to know a little bit about you before we jump into our verse, like. Who are you? What do you do? What's going on? Give us a little (laughs) bit of the the backstory of Ellie Holcomb. Hi,
1: y'all. I'm Ellie. I'm really glad to be here with you uh, today in this new year. And I am from Nashville, Tennessee. I was born and raised here. I'm the oldest of five kids. Natalie and I were just talking earlier. She's got five kids of her own. And all I have to say about being the oldest of five is that it is not boring. Uh, and I <laughs> love I loved, uh, growing up in our home, a uh, vibrant example of just uh, from my parents who just love God. And um, I think I learned to treasure God's word because I saw, especially my mom, but my dad too. I saw them treasure it. It was a treasure to them, and so I was always. I just love that they didn't necessarily sit down and say, "Treasure this," but they just did. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, that is a treasure." And so I um, am now married to uh, my my best guy friend from college, who I swore that I would never date. I think God has a sense of humor, <laughs> um, and I'm yeah. so grateful yeah. for him. His name's Drew Holcomb, and we are both uh, musicians, singers, songwriters. And then I also have written some children's books and children's EPs. And, I just, this is releasing my first adult book this past year. Um, and it's been the, one of the greatest joys of my life to be a mom to our three sweet kiddos. We've got, um, nine and six and three Emmy Lou Huck and rivers. And, uh, it is such a joy to get to, uh, carry the message out like we're talking about, but also, um, to carry it within our own home. So I yeah. call myself, um, my well, I guess my husband actually calls me like a modern day psalmist, <laughs> and so yes, I tell my kids that I co-write songs with David, King David, a lot. And, <laughs> um, and I am, and I'm just so grateful to get to uh, be somebody who is sort of. Trying to hold on to what's true and remember what's true for my own weary heart, uh, but then to kind of sing that and share that out with others as well along the way.
0: Oh, I love it. I lo- and I love your music because I do feel like it's it's very clear that you are writing with gospel words. You're using phrases and whole parts of the Bible and, and reworking them and making, you know, singing them in a new way, a new song for us as people to, to minister to our weary hearts. Yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) Thanks for singing that.
0: Where did that start for you? Like, where did that passion come from?
1: Yeah. So I, um, I think I fell in love with songwriting and, and songs in college. I, I grew up Singing—it's always been how I've processed my faith. For whatever reason, the way that I'm wired, uh, not and not just faith, but just life. Like you know, middle school, high school, I started writing songs and. And in college, I was like a bad version of Taylor Swift. Honestly, I was writing a lot of—I was writing a lot of like heartbreak songs because that's the stage that I was. Where you were, yeah. Um, But I loved in in college. I would go to the dorm room stairwell and sing in the stairwell, and um, I'd have my eyes closed singing these little heartbreak songs. And inevitably, what would happen is girls would end up lining the stairwell, and Mm. um, you know, not all the time. You know, in a college campus, not all the the time sober, often crying. And they yeah. would sit down just because I played a song, they would sit down and they would tell me their story. And I just mm-hmm. thought this is, so I learned in college that, that Songs can be a bridge builder to connect our stories to one another. And then when I, I got my master's in education, I swore I'd never do music, which is hilarious. I, again, God with a sense <laughs> of humor. Um, also swore I'd never write books. So I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm just gonna not swear off. What else
0: anymore. do you? Yeah, I was gonna say, what yeah. are those other things that are coming at you soon because you swore them off?
1: <laughs> I'm like, what in the world, Lord? And I, and it's been so sweet because I've loved every single part of that journey that I swore that I never do. So I just think it's kind and hilarious of God. But I um, I will never forget quitting my teaching job. I got my master's in education. Mm. I used to teach and I sang in the classroom all the time. What um, grade did you teach, Ellie? I was in eighth grade and then high school. So I did seniors in high school, freshman in high school my first year, and then I did eighth grade, which I cried when I got that job. I thought I was applying <laughs> for a high school job and I got my eighth grade orientation letter and I was like, What? No. <laughs> and ended up loving it because um, I know, you know, in the, in the classroom, I was in a public classroom, like public education classroom. So there were limitations on what I could share. I mean, in terms of like connecting to the verse, but I do feel like what I got to do was call good things out of students. And I... I still love that and still see and keep up on social media with some students who reach out to me today. And so I, if you're a teacher, um, which if you're a parent, you're a teacher. So I just bless you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Especially Um, those of us with middle schoolers, man, that is
1: hard work, especially being a
0: teacher with a whole, whole lot. Anytime I like when I meet my kids, middle school teachers, I'm always like, oh, Oh, God bless, bless you. you.
1: Bless you because they're just <laughs> figuring so much out of who they are and, and who they want to be. And um, so much is changing in them and you can't take anything personally. You're just like, okay, oh gosh, yeah. hormones. I'm going to just, I know it's crazy. In there. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. in your mind. It's crazy in your body. I get it. <laughs> um, so I, uh, but I just, I think for me, um, when I quit my teaching job, my first thing that we did was went to a Young Life Camp. And I got to oh, I love um, that. sing at a, in a place where not only I was seeing that same thing happen, kids would tell me their story because we just played a song. But mm-hmm. then to take that a step further, I was able to see songs be bridge builders to other kids' stories. But then I was able to tell them about the most beautiful story I know, which is the one of love beating death and, um, connect them to the ultimate bridge builder, Jesus, who bridges us from, you know, lonely to beloved and lost to found and death to life and hopeless to hope. And so I just, I called my mom and dad and said, I am firing on all cylinders. I think God made me to do this. And i Mm. actually started memorizing scripture which i love what you do here on the podcast yeah um, because i started at a young life camp there was a girl that i had met and she battled depression and she was on like college staff that summer and i was sitting across from her listening to her talk and there were so many lies that she was believing about who she was about how who god is and how he loves her and then i realized in the middle of the conversation I believe so many lies too. And I just thought, man... I think it is not enough for us to just acknowledge the lie. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. We desperately need to ground ourselves in something that is stronger. And I remember telling her, pull out your journal right now. And she was like, yes, ma'am. I was only a little (laughs) years older than her. But I just was like, I think, and I did, you know, what sometimes I've done in the past when you feel like desperate for truth. Sometimes I'll flip through my Bible looking for anything I'd ever underlined before, which is, you know, there's other ways to read the Bible and study scripture for sure. But I just was like, Oh, write this down. <laughs> write this down. And so yeah. I just said, you know, God calls his word a sword. And and I think we need to kick back at the dark darkness with the light. And so we started memorizing God's word and it started changing us. And it didn't necessarily change our circumstances. It didn't take away my friend's depression. Even though right. I I know God can do that. He doesn't always. But I mm-hmm. but I it was giving us, it changed us from the inside out. It was giving us um, solid ground to stand on, a shelter to take cover under when the shame storm started rolling in. And so um, Um, that's actually where I started writing uh, songs because I, we were working at memorizing scripture. We're very slow at it. We're not great at it to be honest with you. Just, I'm going to throw that out there for anybody who's like, this is hard. And I'm like, it is, it is, it is so hard, but it is so also beautiful. And it's one of the most fruitful life giving practices. Um, that I've done. And I'm not always like the best or consistent with it, but man, the fruit that has come in the wake of the discipline of just meditating on and memorizing and bearing treasure in my heart and light in my heart, the, the garden of hope and light And nourishment that has come from those scriptures that I have memorized has been um, Mm -hmm. like bountiful. There is plenty of of goodness um, that has come on the other side of that. But that's why I started writing scripture into songs because I had a hard time memorizing it, but I can sing a thousand songs easy. So I just thought, (laughs) what if I sat in God's word and let music, let a song come out? And so that's sort of Mm. what I've been doing you know, for over a decade now. And it's been such a joy because I know for me and for others that God's not lying when he says that his word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And just like the rains that fall from the heavens and don't return to the heavens without first nourishing the earth and causing Mm -hmm. it to bud and to flourish so is the word that goes out from his mouth; it will accomplish the purposes for which he sent it. And so, I think for me, I'm like, I don't know, I, I never worry about how many records I sell or how many people are listening on Spotify. I just know whoever's listening, and maybe it's just for me that day. Maybe there are songs that I've written that nobody's ever heard, but mm. I know that his word is going out and that it will he's gonna do he's gonna it's gonna meet and nourish and comfort and give hope to his kids and maybe to mm-hmm. people who don't know they're his kids yet Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, yes. so i love i love that um we are invited like this verse says to to share the good news and it's been a joy to do that all over, over all these years
0: Ellie, I just love, I love so many things that you just said that I'm just, I'm like barely able to keep my mouth shut to listen because I'm like, oh, that's so go- Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> like for those of you who don't know she was rooting her response in scripture like she just quoted a couple passages of scripture about what the word of god says about itself that it is a sword you know that it doesn't return to god without bearing fruit like this is a lady who knows her bible and and speaks it and sings it and it is so lovely to me. I feel this much the same way. Like I write, that's basically my job as a, a writer. I'm a content person over here at Dwell. And there's so much that I write that nobody ever reads. It's for me. And, you know, it's like, and even like when I'm writing something, I'm i am not really thinking about who care. Like I could care less if one person reads this and is changed by it. If thats that's what it's for, like, amen. But I know...
1: I'm that one person, (laughs) you know, 100% Natalie. And I I think that is sometimes I call myself, um, like a selfish songwriter or a selfish writer. (laughs) And what I mean by that is I'm usually just writing or singing, what I am asking God to help my own weary and forgetful and sometimes unbelieving heart believe. I'm like Lord, I believe, but help oh, my unbelief here. And so, mm-hmm. um, when I was writing this book, fighting words, people are like, "How's it going?" And it mm-hmm. kind of overlapped with finishing a record that I was writing. And don't highly recommend doing those things at the same time. But it <laughs> was. Um, but but what happened is, is I was I was like, well, I am editing a book. And God is editing my heart. <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure if anyone will ever read this, but I know that I probably needed to do this. To, I needed to circle around and and remember and let him lead and guide and speak to me when I feel totally insufficient or totally afraid. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a really, I think our work or my work, but I think our work as as followers of, of Jesus is – to remember like i mean Mm -hmm. there's a reason that there's a reason that he says take this eat in remembrance of me like take communion to remember what i've done i think there's a reason that he wrote i feel like uh you know the earth he's like he knew that we would forget and so he's like it's cool I'm going to write my faithfulness up in the sky every day. Like every day the sun is going to write. It's going to be all over creation. When you're looking out the window in the dead of winter and that tree looks dead as all get out, uh, it's okay. I actually wrote the redemption story Mm. into every tree and plant and perennial plant that exists on the face of the earth to remind you, because I know that you will forget. (laughs) So I always resonate with Israel. Unfortunately, I'm like, whoo, Okay. At least this is a very That's human. Me. I'm like, I got I got compared to Israel, like literally at my wedding. I was like, I know, I am I am so like Israel, I forget. And he's like, take an Ebenezer, build an altar, you know, remember. And so I think it's good and and right to to preach the gospel to myself every day. Mm. Ellie, okay. So
0: we are about out of time with this episode, but we didn't even talk hardly at all about your book. We didn't get to a lot of our questions. So for those of you who are also like on the edge of your seat waiting for more, you got to wait a whole week um, because we're going to be back next week. We're going to talk more about this verse and the idea of being messengers of light in the world. Mm -hmm. But for now, Ellie, thank you so much for joining us on this first episode. And we will just be back again next
1: week. Love it. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week, y'all. Hey, thanks for joining
0: us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at DwellDifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.